How are we doing, everybody? I am Jeff Hoke here with, as always, Kevin Perdios and Chris Henrique. And as always, this is Shorthanded Takes, a Boston Bruins podcast brought to you by Couch Guy Sports and Shocked Energy. And this is episode 21. Ever feel unable to focus, tired, and just low on energy? We understand that feeling. We understand it so well that the Shorthanded Takes, a Boston Bruins podcast is brought to you by Couch Guy Sports Network and now sponsored by our friends over at Shocked Energy, head over to shockedenergy.com and use the promo code CGSN for 10% off your order. That is promo code CGSN for 10% off your order. So um, it was a nice week week of uh, games for the Bruins. They are now 9-1-1 one, one in their last uh, 11, which is a very good sign heading into what is the penultimate uh, week of the trade deadline, which is next Monday. Um, uh, since we, uh, last talked, we went from, uh, them losing to the Kings in overtime to them beating the Blackhawks and to them, of course, beating the Coyotes. Mm-hmm. And now they're on the road, beat, uh, playing the Blackhawks right now on a short road trip. Um, let's break it down a little bit. Um, Linus Allmark's in net tonight, meaning Jeremy Swayman was in net last game. Uh, so Kevin, I'll go to you for the Arizona game. What did you see? What, uh, how about overall? What did you see overall in these last two games that impressed you? Um, I guess we, like we, what we always talk about is the secondary scoring, right? The, the third and fourth lines seem to really be providing the offense, which is a good sign, I guess. Um, nothing major snowed out. You know, I think, I think I'm going to be typical Boston media guy here and criticize two good wins, but um, you should beat them more. You know what I mean? Like, like the, we have to score in the final couple minutes to be, what was it, the Blackhawks? Or was it was that the Blackhawks game or the Coyotes game? Uh, that was a uh, – well, they both were one, one uh, goal games. Uh, well, it was the, was the uh, Coyotes game where they scored in the final 17 seconds. Right, right. So you have to wait. So I mean, overall nitpicking, I know, but good to see some secondary scoring. You would hope that that first line really could carry it out a little bit more. But um, you know, I was listening to the ninety-eight-five on my way home from work just now, and I, I think it was oh, forgetting who was talking, but they said, you know, we all—it's always one thing or the other. You know, we're we're criticizing them for secondary scoring, and then when the secondary scoring happens, we're criticizing the first line to not for not being there. And um, you know, I think that's that's kind of true. Your typical Boston media always criticizing them. You know, nothing's ever good enough. But um, yeah, I think overall it was, it was good. We said last week that. You know, you we need these three wins. These are three must-win games. They're teams you definitely should beat. And as of right now, we're on the right track. Um, with that being said, Allmark is now in net against Flurry, which, hmm. yeah. So never bodes well, but we'll see yeah, how that goes. You know, hold He's, your breath on that. I, I was ta- I was on the radio the other day, obviously, like I am every day, and we were talking about you know, uh, talking about how um, you know. Linus has been struggling lately. He's kind of got the uh, Yaroslav Halak role of last year. You know, he kind of got the shit end of the stick. You know, he's the one that gets hung out to dry. Or, you know, when the defense the defense doesn't play well in front of him or he doesn't give up, he gives up bad goals. 
kind of like what Yaroslav Halak was last year. And you had Tuka Rask on the other side of things. It's an, it's an interesting, it's an interesting take. I, I heard, um, but you know, so Chris, you know, uh, uh, Kevin mentioned uh, listening to 98.5, the sports hub in Boston media and all that stuff on his way home. That brings me up to this question. Do you think, you think the Bruins are, are enjoying this little bit of a break from the Boston media due to, uh, you know, you have the MLB uh, season back up and running, getting ready to go. And now you have, uh, you know, that free agency there. Now you have NFL free agency that focuses on the Patriots for the next couple of weeks, probably up until baseball season starts and all that. So you think it's a nice little break uh, from, uh, you know, the Bruins uh, spewing shit. Yeah. It's a, it's a good distraction. And, you know, they're, they're benefiting from, like you just said, the Patriots off season, they're benefiting from the Sox spring training, getting going. Um, so there's not a lot of eyes on them. So, um, I mean, we called it last week towards the end of the show where I, well, I said that they, they needed to, what did I say, take the first two games of that. They, they, they did that. Um, secondary scoring was, was one of the reasons why they won one of those games. Um, now they got to continue that momentum. The key thing is going to be, though, is that people are going to start to pay attention a little bit closer as this week begins to carry on because that trading deadline is literally – looming in the shadows like Heim Bloom right now looking to make a move for the Red Sox. Like th- th- it's, it's right there. So I think they got a very small window. They got to get a win tonight, pick up a crucial two points because the schedule that's coming up over the next five games. And we'll talk about it a little bit later on. It could pose a problem. I, I think that they got a tough little stretch coming up. So you win tonight. You're going to start to get that, that eye, the eyeballs back on there because of the trade deadline. And then let's see if Don Sweeney can actually do something that Bill Belichick and Hein Bloom can't do right now, and that's make a move for his, for his uh, hockey club. Well, technic, uh, Don Sweeney did make a move today. He made a move for that uh, uh, kid out of BC, the captain out of Bill Ricca, uh, as, they, as my uh, friend from Chumsford uh, says it, Bill Ricca. He hates Bill Ricker. Um, but – you know, that, I, I thought that was a decent signing, um, but no, you're 100% right. You know, see how this week goes and it's not an easy schedule coming up and I'll explain that. I'll explain why in a few minutes. I can't believe uh, I just a shot at Heim Bloom. That, that's very unlike me. Yeah. What, what's up with that? What's I, up yeah, with Chris is for real, uh, a little dude. feisty today. Huh? He I said he was going pro, to be. I am pro Heim Bloom. I'll get into why I'm a little feisty a little bit later on. Oh boy. I'm pro Heim Bloom. And I, I you know, I, this is not. That show is actually going to record in two days from now into the triangle. Ooh, we're back on St. Patrick's Day of, of all the oh, days. Sweet Jesus, like, you guys <laughs> picked a great day to record. Oh, good God, <laughs> whoever made that decision needs to. You might want to evaluate who's making yeah. those. Yeah. It wasn't my choice. We'll uh, we'll have to see how I am live from the bars when we get to seven forty-five. Um, <laughs> it ain't gonna be pretty, guys. You know, but um, good luck to you. Yeah, amen. So we'll, talk about, we'll talk about the socks and all that other stuff on Thursday, but um, <laughs> yeah. So don't miss that on Friday guys. Might be able to see a drunk Chris. We'll see if you can push it back. See if you can push it back. <laughs> um, <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> um, no, but it's, it's, it's interesting to see what's going to happen in these next couple of days. You see players moving oh, already. Chris, Chris. They listen. Freddie Freeman is the current number one target for the uh, uh, free agent target right now. Like out of all the teams, he's been ranked like the the Red Sox, like the 
I don't want to say favorites, but they're two separate articles now have Freddie Freeman listed as. Where'd you see that? This is uh, now Buster only now Hector Gomez. Oh, and Hector cool. Gomez, I tell you what, great follow. He has been, he has just been nailing this stuff left and right. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Let's break some Freddie Freeman news on a hockey podcast. Oh, dude, that'd be sweet. I don't think it's going to happen today, but that'd be fucking fantastic. Um, but anyway, um, Canadian guy. I thought we were talking about. Uh, I thought we were talking about the Bruins that were on right behind me. I thought something happened. Um, but we we talk about uh, what's coming up. Um, you know, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs are playing right now. They're up three nothing on the Dallas Stars uh, in the third period that just started. Um, but you look. You look at the standings here, and this is interesting. Um, you, the Bruins have, you know, been in the trail of the Maple Leafs lately. The Maple Leafs have fallen off lately. Uh, they lost Austin Matthews for two games due to a cross check in the Heritage Classic against Buffalo on Sunday. So he's out for the next two games. But yeah, they're starting to creep up now on uh, Toronto uh, points wise. They're at uh, Bruins are now two points behind Toronto. Uh, get the uh, you can be two points still behind tonight if you win this game. Um, so Kevin, can will will they will they surpass Toronto? Let's say I don't want to say yeah. Let's will they be past Toronto at the end of the season? Yes. <clears throat> yeah, I I think they will. I've I. Toronto is, I'm trying to think of a good comparison. Toronto is the Dallas Cowboys of, of the NHL, right? Like they, they on paper, you look and you're like, wow, this team should be nasty. They start taking care of business early on in the regular season. You're like, wow, this team, this might be their year. And then all of a sudden they puke all over themselves. And I have zero faith in them. I think they're a fraud team. Um, their goaltending's garbage. So I actually, we were talking earlier, I kind of expect them to be making a huge push for uh, Marc-Andre Fleury here. In the next, uh, what, week? Is it, is it five days, six days? Yeah, uh, about five days now, yep. So, um, you know, that would be huge for them. But I, I think they're a fraud team, and I think the Bruins overall are a better team. I think, like you said, they sit two points back of them right now. Um, but I, I expect them to 100% catch, catch the Maple Leafs and pass them. You know, I, I would want to say the Red Wings are behind us, but they're, I think they're like 20 points behind us. Yeah, so. they're 55 points. They have 55 right now. Yeah, they're, they're – I wish I could go that further and say they're going to fall even further, but – they're not going to fall that far. That's yeah. that's wishful thinking. They they could hypothetically upend the Rangers. Uh, they could tie the Rangers if they win today. Uh, if the Rangers are to lose, and they're currently tied with a struggling Ducks team right now, two to two in the third. So that's an interesting thing to keep an eye on. Florida obviously is still red hot, uh, eighty six points, but Hurricanes are in first right now with eighty seven in the. Eastern Conference. So, I mean, yeah, as of right now, you're looking at uh, the Bruins playing the Florida Panthers, which is probably worst case scenario right now. I mean, you don't want that wild card spot. You, you want to try to get up into that uh, non wild card areas and kind of push Toronto down into a wild card. 
And the Avalanche have been on a hot streak, <clears throat> excuse me, hot streak lately. Um, and they are now first in the uh, league. So uh, something we did not see. And the team that has been following, following the most, <clears throat> we should have had her on today, but we didn't. Um, that'd be uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. They're on a, I believe, five-game losing streak right now. They, their percentage of making the playoffs have dropped uh, 20 points, I believe, since uh, – so it's about 57% chance of them making the playoffs now. Uh, Chris, uh, we'll go over to the Western Conference. You know, y- y- we talk about how, you know, it's pretty much the avalanche in the field right now. Uh, you know, you look at it in, in such a tight race. Is, is there a chance that the Vegas Golden Knights could miss out here? You know, looking at from a standing standpoint, yeah, they're three and seven in their last 10. Plus four in a row. Um, no, I think that team's got too much talent. I think that team's got too much talent to um, to not make the playoffs. So they, they just got to – I think they're just kind of hitting that current point of the season like every team does. Um, and, and they're just hitting a um, – they're hitting a cold streak. Um, yeah. Clearly right now, like the Avalanche are the cream of the crop out in that – out in the uh, Western conference. And, you know, they're talking trades right now too. Like could be trade partners with the Maple Leafs. Um, there, there could be a match there. Um, outside of the avalanche though, if you, from just like a, from a points perspective, they all kind of seem bunched and bundled together. Whereas, you know, if you, you know, it with blues of 76 points, the wild who the Bruins will play coming up, they get 72 points. The Predators at 72, the Flames 79, the Kings 70. Like, so like, all those teams with them being so close together, I feel like they're going to beat up on each other. And I think that if the, if, if the Knights can just right the ship just a little bit, they can, they can kind of steer the course and, and get back into a better positioning out in the West. Oh, sorry. Oh, what say you, Kevin? Um, so, you know, you look at, let me, let me see what we have for uh, losing streaks here. So Golden Knights are on a four game losing streak. The Ducks. Okay. Let's go with the Ducks here. Okay. Let's, let's bring up the Ducks. Ooh. I'm going to bring you to the Ducks. The Ducks started out so well. They did. And they, there was a time where, you know, they were almost to the top of the standings. Now you're looking down on the standings a lot. They have currently 64 points, uh, one point behind the Canucks, uh, three points behind uh, the Golden Knights. Is there, I mean, obviously they're outside, on the outside looking at the playoffs right now, but do you see them making the playoffs or is this another year where, you know, they just barely miss it? Um. You know, I, I see them making it, and, and here's why. It's similar to what Chris just said. That that Pacific division is is really close, right? Like, it's a really close division within it. So I I think the Oilers are a fraud team, right? Like, I, I don't think they're that good. I don't think they'll last. I think it's a ticking time bomb before something goes south up there, and they just completely implode. The Ducks are only four points behind them, and they sit. The Orioles sit third in in the division. So, I think that race in that division is so close and so up, still up in the air. Really, um, you know, you can you can look down to even the Sharks, who are fifty nine. They they can still you get hot for you know a month. You're you're good. You're you're in. You get a couple of weeks where you go, you know, seven and three, eight and two hockey. You're, you're cooking. Um, so I think the Ducks make it. I, I don't trust 
I don't trust the Canucks and I don't trust the Oilers. I think that both those teams are just kind of hitting their stride at the right time, but eventually will will fall off. Um, I think the Ducks are a better team. I think gold, the Golden Knights are a much better team, especially when you have Jack Eichel back playing playing the way that he should have been playing or has been playing in Buffalo. I know they just booed the shit out of him, but they're Buffalo's a bunch of frauds too. So um, you know they they don't. They don't understand what team what, isn't a fraud to you right now. <laughs> every, everyone but the Bruins is a fraud. Don't you know to be that? spitting out fraud left <laughs> and right today? Um, no, but I mean, yeah. So I think Golden Vegas is going to be. They, they're going to be there. That <clears throat> the Ducks will overtake the Oilers and the Canucks. So I think they'll. I think they'll sneak in. Um, they'll probably be like a first round exit, but I think they'll sneak in. Okay. So, so what? Who's talking? Is it, was it you? What I'd like, though, is it always seems like every year the Bruins, don't they seem like they make some sort of transaction with the Ducks? Does it seem like that that's like their, their like... That's their go-to team. That's where they got Andre Kasha. That's where they got Nick Ritchie. Yeah. Yeah, so, but you don't want that. Well, what about... Oh, boy. I read an article on, on Boston Hockey now. It's actually a perfect segue because I was getting ready to go into trade deadline, so there you go. <laughs> um, would be is... um. Sorry, my page is not loading here. Uh, Ricard, <laughs> Ricard, Rick Raquel. Thank you, Rick and Raquel. Thank you. All right, so I read that earlier today, and I was trying to pull up his hockey reference. For some reason, my Wi-Fi was not a uh, Wi-Fiing here. But 16 goals this year, 12 assists. Um, right shot, right wing though, so it doesn't really fit that that center piece, but. I think he's in the final year of a deal. Yes, he is. Yeah, because uh, Petrov McGuire on uh, Twitter, uh, the one that likes to say boots on the ground. Uh, it's on the ground. Have, <laughs> yeah, boots on the ground um, as he's celebrating uh, Nick Foligno's uh, 1,000th career game. Um, basically said that um, they were, uh, they're interested in him. The only, the only, uh, the only thing stopping Sweeney right now is the uh, he doesn't want to have to give up a lot of assets if he's just going to be a rental. This is kind of a different situation than what the Taylor Hall situation was last year because you knew he would want to resign. You're not you're not sure if Rick or Raquel is going to want to resign or not. So I, so I would lo- I would love to have him. So that, I don't know if the Ducks would do this, but would the conversation of maybe Jake DeBrusque is that something that they're still going to get him back, but at least they would have some contractual control and you don't want a draft pick. Why wouldn't you just do it straight up? The only reason I would say they maybe wouldn't do that straight up because, I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, they are going to probably lose the player. At least if you're going to get DeBrusque and it's around similar money and, again, they have to they have that control, just kind of sweeten the pot a little bit. To, yeah. There's going to be other teams that are going to be – Yeah, so what, what, if, what if this? I, like, let's continue down this hypothetical. What if you get DeBrusque to agree that, yeah, I'll sign – you know, another year or two year, whatever. I'll sign an extension there, but you don't get that same thing. You got a better chance of Freddie Freeman going back to the Braves and then DeBrusque coming back to Boston. No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying DeBrusque agrees that he'll sign an extension in Anaheim. Oh, okay. And then like, all right, yep. He'll agree to it. So we'll do one for one, but we don't get that same. Raquel doesn't give us the same thing. Do we still do it? It's a good point. 
I, I, gotta, I think we need to have it because you know like and this is me kind of i'm like really transitioning a lot here um, no what we do on the show well no i mean in the in the regards to like jake debrus because the last couple of weeks i've been kind of consistent in saying like stay the course keep jake debrus now we're six seven days away from the trade deadline yeah they're playing good hockey but and and again like we're on the outside looking in the bruins either need to the bruins have to truly know that there is no market for him because if they just hold on to him and they don't get anything back without like i think that's going to be they're going to be doing a disservice to that team and that's why i'm saying like take a look at a guy like the dude we just talked about in anaheim take a look at from a defensive standpoint too i mean the number one defensive target that we've talked about he's down and out. I still say, go get him no matter with him being hurt. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And that was going to be my takeaway that, you know, you still go get him, but I I think, I think you, you know, Chris, I, I've been saying this for months. You know what I mean? When we first kind of came out, I think you keep to brusque unless it's a, a package. He's part of a deal that goes, get, goes and gets another bigger name guy. He's, he stays. I think you have to. I think if you're truly trying to win a Stanley Cup right now, he's playing for a contract. Like that, that's that element of it is getting overlooked. He's not gonna stop playing. He's not gonna mail it in because at the end of the day, if he does that, it fits his MO and teams in the offseason are gonna be like, dude, we're not paying you. Like you're you're at best a third line guy because you mail it in and you get streaky. You know, we can't rely on you within our top six. So he has to, no matter whether it's in Boston or anywhere else, go out and prove that he is a top six forward. So I, I think unless it's part of a package to bring in a guy that's really going to make a difference on this team, you keep DeBrusque. So I want to, I want to put this hypothetical out here um, before we go into the, the Chickering uh, situation and a couple of other situations. Uh, Sarah Valli, um, Frank Sarah Valli of TSN, uh, basically said uh, the oh, uh, the GM Yeezeman of uh, the Red Wings, the floodgates are open. Basically, you know, anything's on board, anything's on the board except uh, Mortis Cider and Lucas Raymond. So, let me put this hypothetical out here. Uh, what would you put in a package for, let's say, a Dylan Larkin? Oh, th- I, I was hoping you were going to say that. I was like, I just, I, I'm, I'm, I love, <laughs> Dylan I love Dylan Larkin. You're just tingling uh, yeah. on the inside right now. <laughs> I became a 57 year old Jewish woman all of a sudden. Dylan Larkin talking. is my guy. I love him. Why are you so close to the camera right now? Oh God. Oh, um, so that's the podcast folks. So, <laughs> If you're listening to this, you don't know what the fuck we're talking about right now. But, um, so yeah, so let's say so. There's a couple of names out there you could use. You could use Dylan Pertuzzi, or you can use Dylan Larkin. But for this case, we're going to use Dylan Larkin, um, because obviously it makes uh, Chris all tingly on the inside. So we're going to enter. He's young. Exactly. He's 25 years old. He's still under contract for another few, three is, or four years. He, he's a player who can begin to. You have your. You have your here and now, but he's a guy that you can build around as the next wave of Bruins. 
I, like, I love that idea. Former first round pick. Again, he's only 25. He'll be 26 in July. Uh, just come on. Like, that's the player you go and get. That's like, honestly, like, I'm not saying, you know, open up the cupboards and trade whatever and what, but you're going to go get a player like that. That's someone though, that you're going to, that's going to help at the here and now, but that is also another building block for the future with pasta, yep. with some of those younger players that's down in the, and that could come up. I mean, I, I send a, send a handful of picks, send Stonika, send DeBrusque, send Vaka Heinen. Like, yeah. Yep. yep. Send the beer guy. So, so that, like, send them all. So yeah, that basically answered my question. I mean, Obviously, I, I I talked about last week. You know, you would uh, would you trade? You know, give away your first round picks at this point because of how bad uh, Don Sweeney is at uh, you know drafting first round. I, I say fuck it. Why not with a situation like this? If the floodgates are open, I mean, there's also rumors that uh, of a lesser name on that team. I think he's on that team. I got to check. Uh, of a lesser name on that team um, that could come, and that would be yeah. Uh, uh, Mark Stahl, so uh, one of the Stahl brothers. Um, eh. Besides the point, we're talking about Dylan Larkin here, though. Uh, still has now three, five, three, four years on his deal. He just signed a five-year deal in oh, what year was it? Just signed in. He's a free agent in 2023, basically. So he still has a couple of years left on his deal. He's a first-round pick in 2014. Why not? Why not? You you're looking. You know, he doesn't want a rental, so why not fucking send it? Yeezerman, is he listening? Worst he's going to say is no. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I think it's a no-brainer. I send the, I send the, whatever the trade value is for, like, the Brinks truck, that's what I send. Yep. You know what I mean? I, I think draft picks, DeBrosque, Vakaninen, whoever. See ya. Thanks. Get the fuck out. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Yeah, like I, I think Dylan Larkin is a guy that you build your future around, right? Like that. That's the. That's the. All right. What What do we do when Bergeron leaves? Well, we got Dylan Larkin. Exactly. You don't you need can like, put him on the first that, line. Yeah, right. Then you have like, Marshall. That's the next. I don't want to say stopgap because it's not a stopgap, but you're like gonna you're going to build around him. Right, like you, that's your okay. Here we go. We are gonna we're gonna let him ride out his contract in the final year of that contract. We're gonna extend him, and we're gonna continue to build around this guy. We're gonna keep him a Boston Bruin until he retires. And then you that's slap the guy. Then you slap a contract extension onto Pasternak. You right. got two of your three first line right there. And you got Taylor Hall the thing, on the first line. The other part too, like you got your goalie uh, of the future. And that's that's my, my point. Like goes about to, like you get a guy like Larkin. What are you telling your team? You're telling your team that we went out and got one of the the best players in the league. You know, top twenty player, right? That by the way, scored almost. He's gonna he's gonna score well over thirty goals this year. He's already at twenty seven. He's gonna give you tremendous upside and depth. Like to me you're sending a massive message to that Bruins locker room and saying, I'm invested into this team. I'm invested into seeing where you guys are going to go, not only this year, but beyond. Because 
yeah, we, they're signing, you know, uh, it's cute. They're signing all these guys from college and all the other stuff. And it's making a little bit of waves. It's out there, but like the Boston sports fan, the hockey fan, like they want to see something that's going to help this hockey club go out and make this move and get Chara and get a defenseman and, you know, let's, let's ride and see what happens. Did the, yeah, we're, we're sick and tired of fucking losing in the Eastern Conference <laughs> Finals. Or like, like I'm, I'm so goddamn sick of that. I'm sick of being, oh, we're good. We're not Stanley Cup winning good. You know, like I, I'm sick yeah. of being so close and not getting there that you need to just say, fuck it, here we go. And, and it's the spoiled Boston fan in me. I know, I understand, but I'm sick of this. Yeah, we're building for the future. We're, we're you know, we're right there, but we're not going to do anything to do. We're going to let our guys continue to develop. Screw it. Go win a freaking Stanley Cup. Like, just put, like you said, invest in Dylan Larkin, put it in there, get your best foot forward, go get Char to bring back as like your third move. You know, really send a message to Bergeron, Marshall, and Pasif. Hey, we're behind you. We're doing what we can to push this to give you guys another Stanley Cup, yep. right? See if that gets them back fired up a little bit, right? Like, I bet you if you do this, the Bruins are going to tear through some people. If you do this, they're going to go on a frigging roll because you're going to have a fired up Bergeron. You're going to have a fired up Marshan. Pasta is going to keep doing what he's doing. You got a goaltender that's playing best in the league at this point. You know what I mean? He's being unreal when he's in there. It does, Watch does it out. Like Watch it out. Like that we, 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 and I'm not saying that Patrice Bergeron needs to be rejuvenated, right? But does a player like that, in your final year of your contract, does Bergeron go and say, hey, you know what? They went out and got a, you know, a decent young player. He's going to eventually be the future. The guy we build around. They come back on a two-year deal. Come back on, you know, it does, it, does that something that Bergeron wants to do? Continue to, to, you know, continue his career with the Bruins. Continue to stay to be the captain. Maybe he's not making six and change. Maybe now he makes three, seven, four million because there's all those added element, elements of what he brings to the table. Um, unfortunately guys, like my, I'm super optimistic. I want to see something of this happen. My gut's telling me, my gut's telling me, oh no, God, no, my gut's telling me that it's going to be like today. You know what I mean? Like Belichick trades me, uh, trade Shaq Mason. You got all this, the rumored innuendo about the Red Sox. And now we're going to. Wait, so you know what though? Not a lot of Bruins talk. Maybe, maybe we can get a little something going on social media with this Dylan Larkin thing and see what people um 100 percent And that's why I'm hoping that you'll clip this off and post it onto uh post it onto our uh Twitter page once we're done with it tomorrow. You know, you're you're that guy now. You're you're my social media guy. So yeah. you're the you're the clip it guy. You're the clip it guy. Clip it. Um, but no, I, I thought it was a interesting, you know, kind of a not I guess pipe dream kind of scenario uh looking at funny enough i talked about mark Stahl. he literally just scored a goal for uh detroit so if it's that much of a pipe dream though like if they're saying the floodgates are open and you go to them well, it just depends on if sweeney wants to call him or not well i mean that's what makes it a pipe right, dream. But like, sweeney right, so pick if, up the fucking if phone if you're sweeney and you make that call right you have to you what i don't give a shit if it's 
you know, Dylan Larkin says, I will play anywhere in the world but Boston. And you know he's on the market. Well, you you have Matthew to. Stafford. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like you still have to make that call. I don't give a shit. You have to pick up the phone and be like, "What? All right, what's it gonna take?" Because there's a price. It's a business, right? If they're selling off Dylan Larkin, they're building for the future. Right away, you know, draft picks. All right, here's my first round this year, next year, whatever you want to do. Here's Jake DeBrusque who agreed that he'll sign an extension with you. Here's X, whatever else, because it's going to be a haul. But if you're Detroit and you're looking to build for the future and you get a Jake DeBrusque back, right, who's a solid player, not saying he's, you know, first-line caliber, but solid, another solid player that's agreed to be here for the future. You get three draft picks who Detroit's, give credit to them, has drafted very well, so – all right, yep, we're going to get three guys and two or three guys in here at least. They're very good players. They're young. And do you, sprinkle, do you say no? Do you sprinkle in Mason Lowry in maybe? I, I see I see you mulling that one. Let's say – so let's say they don't want DeBrusque, okay? Let's say they say – I say – let's say they say no to DeBrusque, okay? Let's say DeBrusque, DeBrusque doesn't want to play for the Detroit Red, Red, Red Wings long term, so he's not going to resign with them. What if you, you're going to have to throw in probably someone on a deal uh, and you probably some one of your prospects next to the three uh, over uh, two probably two first round picks. Would you throw in a Mason lower? You, you will baby and life off the board. Okay. No one's touching him. Okay. He's no, you just drafted him. You know what, you, you know what he has, you know, he's good, but you're not going to, you're not going to trade him untouchable. Mason Lowry is probably your second best prospect right now. So, yeah. What would you would you would you take that? Uh, two two first round picks, Mason Lowry and let's say uh, Clifton or Vakaninen. Yeah, I think so. I, it's a risk you're taking, but he's I think tw- so because he's a twenty Lark is twenty five, so you're in a good age range. Right, and and and, and here's here's why. Right, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to ch- like shit on this completely, but it's kind of similar to how I, how I view this is very similar to like the Red Sox and how they just shove how good their pitching prospects are down our throat until it's time for them to pitch at Fenway, right? Like until it's time for them to really execute and like get going and produce at, the top level they're oh this guy's great this guy's great this guy's great this guy's great yep absolutely case in point remember henry owens what happened to that fucking dude well he decided to walk decided to walk every batter known to man yeah we got that guy shoved down our throat for like what seemed like eight years this guy's great yep he's the next ace of the staff yep yep gets up into the red sox and holy shit dude you can't pitch one inning like you, you are bad so this is this is similar to not saying Mason Lowry is going to be the same guy, right? Like I'm not. I I hope he's a stud. I hope he turns into a you know the answers we're looking for when it's his time to come if he stays in Boston. We don't know. We know what Dylan Larkin is. We know what we get in him. Yeah, I, I do that. 
I, I think I do it because this kid could very well, you know, make, making the jump from college to pros is a lot bigger than people think. So I, I think you do it. I think you include them. And um, I really think you just have to focus on, especially if you're Don Sweeney, where your window is, we need a win right now. You got to do it. Yep. So we'll, we'll discuss this a little, a little further here. Uh, so Chit, Chit, uh, I want to discuss some of the other uh, trade deadline things first. Chickering's off. Uh, well, he's not off the market, but he's injured. Uh, thanks to our buddy uh, Derek Forbert, who apparently didn't want him to come to Boston because you know they take his job and he didn't want to lose his job. So what did he do? He boarded him into the <laughs> into next year and decided to uh, put him up for two to four weeks. The question is, will he get traded? And obviously, I already heard the answer from you two. You guys both think he should still get traded, and you still think the Bruins should go after him. Technically speaking, you—I mean, his his draft stock has gone down now because he's injured. You're not going to want to get as much. A team's not going to want to give up as much now that he's injured because you know he, it's the second time this season he's injured. He missed most of the first half of the season because of an injury. So, um, and we also talked about Thomas Hurdle. Uh, he's off the board as of right now. He's off the board. We'll see if that changes at all. Um, then John Klingberg is now off the board. Uh, so you know there goes. Uh, two uh, good trade acquisitions that could have gone down. So that brings us to the Anaheim Ducks, which we talked about earlier. Uh, Rick and Raquel is one name. Uh, Lindblom is another name. I believe he's a defenseman. I can't remember. Uh, Huskar Lindblom, is that his name? Anybody? Anybody know that? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty – yeah, that's his okay. name. Uh, he, he's one of the trade targets that – have been talked about. There was another, uh, I think Grant, Der, uh, Derek Grant was talked about too uh, on that team. Uh, we now talked about the Detroit Red Wings. Floodgates are open there. Uh, everyone except Lucas Raymond and Mortiz Sider are on the, are on the uh, board. Uh, and we talked, obviously, Dylan Larkin is our main guy in that. Uh, you could also look for, look towards uh, Bertuzzi, uh, Mark Stahl. Uh, any of those guys, less, less, the lesser names, obviously, to Dylan Larkin. Um, Arizona Coyotes, Chikrin, it's really about it for them. I mean, you got Louis Erickson, but, I mean, what's he really going to – I mean, he's been doing well. Nick Ritchie, but he literally just got traded there. And we, I mean, Louis Erickson's fitting in on the third line would be kind of, kind of clutch. Oh, 100%. Um, so, you got that. Um I got something to say after this too. It's not related to that. Um, and then, you know, the sharks with hurdle. Yeah. I don't really know if Brett Burns, maybe, I mean, there's really not many good players on uh, Reimer isn't that good anymore for goalie. So, I mean, you can't really, and yeah, I so think the, the goalie markets are like, we're not in the goalie market. So the name, yeah, by the way, yeah, I'm not in on him either, but I'm just, you know, I'm just naming off names right now. I'm going, I'm going around. What was that? Fifty games, two goals. You might as well just call up Sanishin from Providence to give you more yeah. production than Harrison. You you then go to Seattle Kraken, who was the Bruins West um, at this point. Uh, want I want nothing to do with any of those guys. Um, the one name that has been brought up, um, and he was scratched from today's game uh, prior to today's game, is Ben Shiriot of the uh, Montreal Canadiens. Um, Chris. Uh, I want to ask you, 
he's a defenseman and he's that, he's that guy that, you know, uh, Klingberg's off the board now. And let's say Chikrin, you know, it's obviously, he's obviously no Chikrin, but uh, would you, would you take a Chiriot at that point with everything that's been going down right now? Yeah, I would. Um, I mean, he's a player that I don't know. I don't know if, if Montreal makes the move with, um, with Boston though. Um, you know, and, and I'm just curious where, how much of a market is there for him? You know, like, are, are the Canadians like truly motivated to move him? I know it's a name that's out there, but um, I know, and I know they're not a good hockey team, but like, are, are they motivated to move him? I, I would be, I would be okay with it. I think he would fit in very nicely. I think it's kind of fits what, what we've been saying that they're looking for. That'd be a player that you could put on that second pairing. Um, I think it'd be a perfect fit here. I just wonder if one Montreal is motivated to move him to Boston and two, are they even motivated to move him at all? Well, he was scratched today for asset protection. So, I mean, they're obviously looking to move him, but you know, we'll see, we'll see how that goes. And then the other team, uh, we talked about this last week. Um, Oh, the Islanders are bad this year. Wow. I didn't notice that. Um, that's that's besides about hey can we trade for Matthew Barzal no we're not, yeah. not, I won't bring that up um no, I would I would give up the the farm for that <laughs> even though we could yeah, easily did, just, I, even though we could have just easily had him in 2015 with one of our three straight picks so let's just give up the imagine farm that, imagine that you put DeBrusque, well, you know we do you did put put DeBrusk in there as part of the package no three picks <laughs> Give him, three, give him three first round picks and DeBrusque and just say, hey guys, we fucked up. So here you go. <laughs> Here's your guy. This is the guy you really wanted. Sorry. Um, but the what, last name I want to mention uh, before we move on uh, to the end of the show um, is obviously the Flyers in Claude Giroux. Um, you know, he's obviously, he's going to be moved one way or another. Uh, there's no doubt about that. It's just a question as to where um, the Rangers are one of the teams involved, so keep an eye on that one. Um, you know, there's a few uh, Bruins are involved in a, some sort of way. I don't know the full involvement there. Uh, there's a few teams here and there. Uh, I believe the Avs are still involved on them. Uh, the Avs have been loading up too. They just got a uh, Manson from uh, the Ducks, so that'd be an interesting. Uh, that brings up do you, uh, let's, okay, Kevin, um, let's say, uh, you know, we know how bad the Flyers are right now. You know, they're going to be going for a fire sale. Do you trade, uh, would you trade, given uh, Chikrin and Klingberg off the board, uh, would you trade for a Provorov or a Yandel? Oh, I think I pronounced that Provorov. Yeah, him. I'm, I'm like, a, a, I'm kind of biased because I love Yandel, right? Like, I, I love Yandel. Iron Man. So, so I'm biased in that. Oh man, that that's tough. I, I I guess I'll go Yandel. You know what I mean? Like I, I guess I go Yandel on it because, like you just said, Iron Man, right? Like the, the guy hasn't missed a game. When when you get into the playoffs, what killed us the last few years is depth, right? Like we got hurt. And exposed all our weaknesses. So, yeah, I'm putting more faith in, especially if we're in a win now mode. We get we need guys that are on the ice, right? Like we need guys that I can rely on. That hey, big big tough dude that's gonna battle through everything. 
you know, kind of like a Sedano Chara. It's, it's too bad we can't get a guy like that, you know, like guy that plays through a broken jaw for his city and, you know, but hey, you know, we let that that type of guy walk away because Don Sweeney is a fucking clown. But that's another that's another point, you know. Um, so yeah, I I think I go with Yandel. He their durability is really what it comes down to. Um I love Yandel, so I'm <laughs> I'm I'm biased, I'll, I'll admit it. But um let me let me know. let me make sure. Do you love Yandel? No, I hate that dude. That dude okay, I just sucks. want to make sure if you liked him or you hated him. Okay. Yeah, Steve, I, I just think sure. you know, especially at this point, you gotta you gotta do whatever you can to improve the team. So, I'm almost always gonna be on board with a move to get a guy like that. Obviously, bearing the price, you know what what's the price to get him? What what yeah. do, what do we have to give up to get him? If you have to give up you know, like Swayman, which I know you're not doing, or McAvoy or whatever, like guys that are, you're going to be your cornerstones of the future, obviously not, but almost everyone else that you really aren't going to build a future around. Yeah. Go get something to make this dude, uh, make this run legit, you know? Oh yeah. No, 100%. Uh, so let's move on. Uh, I want to get towards the end now. Um, so before we move on to the upcoming schedule, a couple things I need to house cleaning issues, uh, not issues, but uh, so Monday we will be recording our next episode. Yes, it's a Monday, but Monday is the trade deadline day. So we will be having a trade deadline special. Uh, we'll probably, we're, we, we're going to record probably around, uh, I think trade deadlines at three. So we'll probably do the final hour of trade deadline. So probably we'll start recording around two and then, you know, you don't want to miss it. Uh, we might we might go up on spaces or something. I don't know. We'll we'll decide that once the time comes. I'll have Chris work on that. He's a, he's our uh, Twitter guy over there. I got a so. side note. I got a side note. I don't know if either of you two um, follow Spitting Chicklets. Uh, yes, Jesus, I cannot talk. Spitting Chicklets. Chicklets. Um, I just opened my phone, and the first thing pops up is their Instagram thing. And the, co- the topic of conversation is the New York Rangers trading for Patrick Kane. Yes, I did see that. Yep. That is a, that is a topic of discussion. Wagon. They talked to, I can't remember who they talked to. Yeah. Um, if that happened, the conversations are happening. No, they are 100%. If that happens, wow. Uh, I think Philip uh, Cheadle will be a part of that deal if he gets traded. Wow. So it's just that's something to keep an eye on um, because you got putting, uh, it would be, He's a center, right? Is he a center or is he a wing? He's a center. So center. Uh, you put him on the first line with uh, Kreider and Zabinidaj. So, I mean, whew, move Strom down to the second line. Good Lord. Oh, I don't want to think about that. Um, anyway, uh, be, one last thing I need to say before we move on to the end of the show is that we have a new third all-time goal scorer, and that is Alex Ovechkin. Who just passed Yarmir Yager for third most goals in NHL history? Any any comments, guys, on that, or you, you just want to want to keep quiet on that, or what are we doing? I was Twitter. Um, <laughs> Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> good for him. Um, no, yeah, good for him, but also fuck you, Russia. Come come well, for me. I, I, I didn't want to be the one to do it, Zach. So. 
you've already pissed off Russia enough over the last. Yeah, time. yeah. Let's not let's not go. Let's not uh, let's not do anything out of out of vain right now. We don't need to do that. But no, definitely. Um, congratulations to him. He obviously, uh, he's still going, and he I think he's still got another two or three years on his deal. He's going for that second one now. Um, he's not that far off. He's pretty far off from uh, Wayne Gretzky, obviously, but. I mean, it's it's becoming a little more realistic by the day. Um, yeah, good for good for him. I'm happy for him. I love watching that guy play. He's unbelievable. His style style of play is amazing. I he's he's electric, right? Yeah. It's too bad. It's too bad. Putin is their president. You know, I shouldn't say fuck Russia. I should say fuck Putin. I'm just, um, I'm, just I'm just saying there was a there was someone that went on Russian TV with a sign that says, you know, stop the war. And she disappeared about a half hour later, never to be yep. seen again. Yep. Just saying, so, just not, saying not Russia. I, I believe there are very good people over in Russia. I do. So I, I think we there's don't very hear good people don't. over there, but Putin let's go, bud. You're going to fight him. Is that, is that I'll, oh, I'll take that old bag. Are you kidding me? Do I'll, I'll look at him. He comes strolling on in, but shirtless on his horse. I was just thinking that. that. He, Right in on, and he's gonna ready to throw down. Let's go. I'll That's let you. I'll let him pick the. I'll let him pick the hand that beat the shit out of him. That might be. This might be. <laughs> this might be up there next to the uh, Holocaust uh, discussion we had for some reason. Um, it's not. That it's was not an num- accident. This it's is not an- number one. This one. This one isn't an accident. This one's actually going down right now. I don't know why, but it is. Um, uh, so put it. Uh, put it. Put it on the. Put it on the Twitter poll there. Uh, um. Chris, uh, who would win in a fight, uh, Vladimir Putin or uh, Kevin Perdios? Please. Uh, the best part is that Russia's never going to see it because they have like blocked all kind of their everything. Exactly. So go go They're ahead. Cowards. Post They're that cowards. for me. Post that for me. Why? I, I want to see the I want to see the reaction on that one. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna vote Putin on that one. I'm sorry, Kevin. I just can't. I can't not. I I ain't get, I ain't disappearing. So I'm gonna vote Putin on that one. <laughs> I ain't gonna I ain't gonna let that happen to me. Um, anyway, while that's going on, uh, upcoming games as of right now, uh, it is one to uh, no, zero to zero, uh, Chicago and Boston right now in Chicago. They then head to Minnesota tomorrow to face a red hot wild team. Man, that first line is disgusting. Man, oh man, Zuccarillo and freaking Capra. <laughs> Ooh, that second line, Boldy, Boldy's starting to heat up now too, which is even more scarier. Um, but that, besides that, uh, they go to Minnesota tomorrow. Uh, Friday, they will be uh, at Winnipeg. And then Monday, trade deadline day, uh, they will be at Montreal. And that is, uh, like Chris said, it's not the easiest of schedules. Montreal's playing better now. Uh, Montreal, Nick Suzuki's on a roll right now. Cole Caulfield's starting to heat up again, um, which is a good sign for them, obviously. Winnipeg's not, the, not an easy team. Um, I think is is that the is that the one with Thatcher Demko was that a Helly Buck? That's goalie. Can't remember. I think it's Helly Buck. Anybody? What was the question? Uh, Winnipeg's goalie. Um. Oh, I think it's Demko. I think Demko's up there. I, I can't remember if he was in I, I, Vancouver. I'm pretty sure or... Winnipeg's goalie is, is Demko. I can, yeah, I couldn't remember. Okay, Let me see. I'll, I'll look it up. I'll get back to you. Okay. Um. So you got Tampa Bay two next week. Yeah, you, know, yes. you go in there with momentum. 
you know, yeah, no, definitely. You got Tampa Bay right I, after the trade deadline. So if you if you if you make a trade on Monday, you'll most likely have them for the Tampa Bay game. And I believe that's on the road, right? That's in Tampa. Yes. Yeah. That's that's gonna be that's that's where it gets tough. But the good news is something we haven't talked about yet is you know he, he uh Andre Vasilevsky hasn't played well lately. He's he hasn't been playing up to his uh his potential. He's been he's been struggling lately. So that's something to keep an eye on too. Um it's behind Tampa Bay. Yeah, exactly. So th- this is this is a crucial stretch coming up. And with that crucial stretch coming up, um we'll just go with the next three games. Uh we won't worry about Tampa Bay right now. But Kevin, uh hot take for the next three games. Um first off, Demko's in um Vancouver. Vancouver. Okay, that's yeah, what I thought. Not Winnipeg. Um Hot take for the next three games. Oh man. Um easy. Don't hurt yourself. This is this is tough, man. I told you I told you guys at one o'clock this afternoon my brain wasn't. Oh, I'm sorry. I, think, I'm sorry I put it to work. O'clock it's Dylan. I apologize. I put it um, to work. <clears throat> I'm really not sorry. All right. So this is hot take. Probably gonna end up in the penalty box after this one. It's fine. But um it happens. We'll beat the Wild, we'll beat the Jets, and we'll lose to Montreal. <laughs> I mean, it's it's totally possible. I'm not going to roll that out, dude. I honestly think – I just – I think it's that trap game that somehow with the deadline coming up and there could be some scratches, you know, I, I don't know. I just think we go two and one over the next three games and the one the, – Jesus – we lose to Montreal. Bottom line. <laughs> Just stop talking while you're ready. Yep, I'm. I'm gonna quit now, guys. I'll, I'll see you. I'll see you on Monday. Okay, Chris, uh, what you got for us? Well, you're gonna benefit from playing the Wild, who, as of tonight, they're they're three six and one in their last ten games. So they're and it's a team as well that's lost two in a row. So they're they're playing a team that that is scuffling right now. I think it's a benefit for the Bruins. So. I think they go to they go to Minnesota. They're gonna they're gonna take care of business against the Wild. I feel comfortable. Um, I feel comfortable with that. As for Winnipeg, I think it's kind of the same thing. The only problem is you want to just flip that around a little bit. Winnipeg is five and three in their last uh, five three and two in their last ten games. But um, I think it's a team that you need to take care of business with. You can't let a team that is at a bottom of a conference fighting uh, and then fighting for a playoff spot, but at the bottom of a conference um, to derail any sort of momentum that you're, that, that you're, you're trying to establish. The concern for me would be the Montreal game. One it's Bruins, Montreal. It, it's always, always a tough matchup when you play the Canadians, no matter how good or bad either team is. Um, and they've been playing good hockey as of late. I mean, they're six, three and one in their last 10. So you know, do the Bruins get a hot Canadians team or do the Bruins get a Canadians team that just traded off some pieces and similar to like last year, remember when they were on the deadline, they played a million games against the, what it felt like the Sabres constantly and the Bruins were able to feast on that. So maybe that will end up happening. Um, so I would love to see the Bruins over the next three games, take all three games, go three and zero. Oh build some massive momentum before you play Tampa Bay. Because I look at it from this standpoint, if you can go ahead and grab six points 
over the next, not counting tonight, but if, so let's say they win tonight. Say you pick up eight points. Now you're sitting at 85 points. Depending on what the Lightning do, you're in a position where if you lose to Tampa Bay, it doesn't hurt as much. Whereas if you're still where you're at right now, you're going to be two points further behind them. You got to take care of business over the next three games. You need to you need to take care of business these teams, and you need starting by beating Chicago tonight. I like it. So two to one, two for uh, two and one for Kevin on this trip uh, with them losing to Montreal. Break the brooms out and break the brooms out for Chris. Three and zero. None of those are really Simbin worthy, so we're not going to really worry about putting one in the Simbin on that one. Uh, only one. I feel person. like if you lose to Montreal. The entire team needs to go in there. Well, I mean, it, it's a rivalry, so it's kind of hard. It's like it's like when the it's like when the Jets and Patriots play. It's it's just so hard to you know, or the Yankees and Red Sox. It's 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 always a better rivalry. Um, with that being said, uh, Shocked Energy. We are brought to you by Shocked Energy. Uh, head over to shockedenergy.com and use promo code CGSN uh, for ten percent off your next order. That is promo code CGSN for ten percent off your next order. Once again, um, Monday we will be uh, recording. Uh, haven't decided, uh, made, uh, uh, ironed out all the uh, things yet. We might go live on Spaces. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, we'll kind of go with it. We may have surprise. Who knows? Hey, who knows? Who knows? We might. We'll throw. We'll, we'll figure it out as we go. We're, we're, the we only way though we can afford a surprise though is you need to do the read for the the gun. Oh, yes, that's right. That, that, that was going to be my next one. Thank you, actually. Uh, we are also brought to you by Exogun, the massage gun um, and massaging company. Uh, I really need one right now because working out lately has been a pain in my back. Legitimately, I had to skip workout today because my back back hurts, but that's just me being an old 25-year-old with a, the body of a six-year-old, pretty much. No, it's just from carrying Chris and I and having to keep us in line all the time. That's all. Oh, that, that's that's that, that's that's back surgery right there. That's it happens. It, it does sadly, but no, we'll be on. Uh, we'll be on around two p.m. Uh, two p.m. on Monday. Uh, so keep an eye out on that. Keep an eye out on Twitter for that. Uh, and the podcast will be up on Tuesday morning. Uh, for everyone who missed that. Once again, I am Jeff Hoke. That's Chris Henrique. That's Kevin Perdios. This has been episode 21 of uh, Shorthanded Takes a Boston Bruins podcast brought to you by Couch Guy Sports, sponsored by Shocked Energy and Exogun, uh, the massaging uh, gun. Once again, I'm Jeff Hoke. That's Kevin Perdios, and that's Chris Henrique. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.